Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Why don't we all start by lifting our hands in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Love what I feel. Love what I feel. Come on, lift your hands in the presence of the Lord. Amen. God, we love you today. We thank you for mercy. God, I thank you for life today, Lord. God, if you do nothing else for me today, I thank you for life. God, one more opportunity today, God. We Come on, that's it. Lift your voice. Come on, that's it. Lift your voice. Every heavy heart this morning, lift your voice. Come on, lift your voice. Every heavy, every heavy heart this day, lift your voice. The Bible says, "Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty." God is doing something right now. He's working behind the scenes. Come on, lift your voice. Make your petition known to him. God, we need you. In the hour of uncertainty, we need a move of God. We need the Lord. Amen. I was sitting thinking, uh, God is still moving. I was reading Genesis as I was sitting back here and Bible says the earth was without form and darkness covered the face of the deep. But in the midst of all that chaos, the Bible says that the Lord started moving. And when God started moving, things started happening. Amen. I want you to know today that in the midst of your chaos, God is still moving. Amen. He works behind the scenes. He doesn't take a day off. God doesn't have a 401k package. He doesn't have a retirement plan. Amen. God still heals. He's still in the saving business. Amen. I, I'm so glad I serve a God like that. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Acts chapter 16, I want to give honor to where honor is due while you're turning this afternoon to your pastor. Amen. And his wife and their family. Amen. And they labor love for the kingdom of God. Amen. I believe in giving honor where honor is due. Would you help me give them a hand clap of appreciation? Amen. Amen. Five, five years, I believe somebody said. Amen. Look where the Lord, uh, to, to really appreciate where you're headed, you got to understand what you've been through to get to where you are. Amen. God has brought you a mighty long way. Amen. But I heard a man preach a sermon one time that the best is yet to come. Amen. For eye hasn't seen or ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered to the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. And I believe that you sit under a man of God and a family who love the Lord. And they love you as well. Amen. Because if it had not been for vision, the Bible says the people perish. Amen. I'm so glad, amen, as his friend that, amen, God placed it upon his heart to start a church not knowing what to expect, but had the understanding that if God's in it, it will come to pass. Amen. And uh, look around you this morning. You're looking at people from all walks of life, amen, who God is bringing into the church in the last days, amen. When you don't have enough rooms to house them, the Lord said, I'm going to open up a door 
where you could purchase another building. Amen. And with all the headaches to come and all the formalities and all the permits, amen, and you fill that building, Brother Weir, and the Lord said, listen, I'm going to open up another door. Amen. Because if God did it before, he can do it again. Amen. Acts chapter 16, I honor you, the saints of God, for being here today. Give honor to my wife who is not here. Keep her in prayer. I don't have my watch, and I don't see a watch nowhere on the wall, and I promise to uh, behave and keep you not a long time but if you give me just a little bit of your time Acts chapter number 16 verse 16 I told brother your pastor I gotta get used to calling him pastor I told your pastor I said man these folks make me nervous amen it's like a bulldog sick them amen you amen make me nervous amen Acts chapter 16 Amen. Give honor to my pastor this morning. Amen. Love my pastor. Acts 16, verse 16, the Bible says they came to pass. As we went to prayer, certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These are the men, servants of the Most High God, which show us way of salvation this did she many days but Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her and he came out the same hour and when her master saw that the hope of the games were gone they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers brought them to the magistrate saying these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and, rent the, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison. Somebody say, prison made their feet fast in stocks and at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prison were shaken the Bible says and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed and what a what a setting to have an earthquake take place but what you know that amen the Bible says that there were prisoners in the prison but at midnight amen the Bible says that when the earthquake took place the Bible says that all the doors open not just some not just a few Man, but everyone's bands were loosed. In other words, the thing that held them hostage, the thing that gripped their mind had no other choice but to let them go. 
I want to preach with the help of the Lord on the subject. You may hold me, but you can't keep me hostage. I want you to lift your hands one more time and help me pray. Lord, I love you today. Thank you, God, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost I feel in this house today, God. I pray, Lord, that you would set the captives free. God, that you would lose somebody here today, God, that the shackles that bind them, God, will have to let them go. I pray, God, you touch every troubled mind in this building today, God. Somebody's fighting, and I pray, God, that you would touch their troubled mind this morning. God, that you will be glorified in this place. God, that praise and worship, God, will take center, center place in this building, God, so that you can orchestrate, God, that you can move and have free course today. God, hide me behind the cross that you'll be glorified today. And in Jesus' name we pray. Won't you turn around and shake somebody's hand, let them know Jesus loves you, and you love them too. Give, a, give them a smile. Now clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Amen. And if you're going to help me preach, you can't be seated. If not, you can't remain standing. Amen. You may hold me, but you can't keep me hostage. I want you to repeat after me. God's got a plan. It's brilliant, and I'm in it. I want you to know today that God has a plan. God has a brilliant plan, and you are a part of that plan. You are alive on purpose. I don't think you believe me this morning. You are here for a purpose. The writers say you've been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. No other time, no other purpose, no other reason, but we've been called and brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. Amen. With all of the chaos and all of the wickedness, God chose to bring us to the kingdom for such a time as this. A pivotal time, a uh, a crucial time. God has designed and orchestrated a church to be planted here in this community. Can we say amen? For the Bible says even until from the days of John the Baptist, even until now, that the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, but the violent take it by force. Amen. Understand that we're not going to see revival without a fight. Amen. We're not going to reap the rewards of prayer and fasting without a fight. Amen. When we read the book of Acts, we find that God chose a group of individuals who he would, who he would impart in them the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He would impart in them, amen, the ability to go, one writer said, to turn the world upside down. Amen. He would call them from all walks of life because after all, the Bible lets us know that everyone wanted to follow Jesus when Jesus was blessing. 
But when Jesus stopped, amen, looked at the multitude and said, if you're going to be a follower of me, you have to deny yourself, pick up the cross and follow me. Because everyone wasn't willing to serve God unless they deny themselves. Amen. So we find, amen, that Jesus handpicks individuals who will go and preach the gospel, the gospel of the good news. Amen. They will preach, amen, baptism in Jesus' name. They will preach the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Good things are happening. But understand, just because, amen, they were the church did not exempt them from going through tough times. Just because, amen, they were believers preaching the gospel did not exempt them from facing pain. It did not exempt them from facing, amen, situations. But hear me today, they were called for a purpose. And it did not matter what they had to go through. God had called them with a purpose. God had a plan that was already paved out for their life. And if God brought them to it, he was going to give them the power, amen, to go through that situation. Amen. So we understand about the apostles. We, we know, amen, that uh, they would go through some good times. But also we find that the apostles themselves will find themselves in prisons. For Acts tells us of Peter. We know Peter who would stay up on the day of Pentecost. He would preach the message. The Bible says now Peter is in prison. But the church was without season. In other words, even though Peter found himself in chains in prison, the church kept on praying. Let me tell somebody today, you may find yourself today in stocks and in spiritual prison. You may find yourself incarnated, incarcerated by what hell is trying to do for you. But understand today that the church is still praying for you. Amen. We have not given up on you. You may be locked in prison and hell's about to send you to death but the church is still praying for you and when the church is praying for you friend we serve a God that hears us in our moment of weakness and when we keep praying God will come down he will hear our prayers he will see your tears and God will bring you out so he the church is praying and here Peter is in prison. The Bible says that, amen, the angel of the Lord tapped Peter on the shoulder and told Peter, it's time for you to get up. And it's time. Peter's in prison. He's shackled down in prison. But the moment Peter got up, the moment Peter stood up, Brother Weir, the Bible said the thing that had him bound, the thing that had him hostage, had to let him go. Let me preach to somebody today that the church is praying for you. But the moment you get up, everything that's got you bound has got to let you so we know that amen we know that being a child of God amen you're going to go through some tough times and we find in our text today amen we find Paul and Silas now Paul's journey was not 
to go to Macedonia, but the Bible says he, he sees in this vision of somebody crying out, amen, that they need help. And the Bible says that he takes Silas, his assistant, and they make a tour over to Macedonia. The Bible says they find themselves as he approaches this island. There's already chaos in the land. There's already trouble in the land. And the Bible says he runs into this woman who's possessed with a devil. Amen. And when he runs into this woman, she's following him. And she's hailing accusations against him. And Paul gets so upset, he turns around and he casts out the evil spirit in Jesus name and the Bible says at that moment those men who had much to gain by what she was saying now they lost all their wealth amen they had a, they had a smile on their face but now they've got a frown on their face they take Paul and Silas hear me now they take the two men who've been called by God they take the plan of God and they just don't throw them in prison but the Bible says that they stripped them of their robes and they beat them upon their backs they take the men of God they turn him around 30 plus times amen amen they whip them on their back imagine with me today if you will I've been uh, several times in my younger years I remember uh, riding a bicycle pastor I remember running to a tree brother Weir and I messed up my leg I, I didn't want nothing to touch that scar imagine with me if you will this is what the men of God are going through their back is so messed up there's so much pain there but hear me the scripture says now it's not enough to beat them but we're going to throw them in prison and there are people in this building tonight you've got pain you've got issues that amen you find yourself locked in a spiritual prison with nowhere or with no hopes of getting out and the scripture said it's about midnight. That means there's darkness all around them. They're in a prison. They're in a dungeon. Can you imagine with me in the, the conditions that they're in? This doesn't call for praise because hear me, the sun isn't shining. Amen. Everything's not going right. Amen. They don't have money in the bank. Amen. But the conditions that they're in right now, it's not called for praise or worship. It's called for sin out and accept the situation as it is. You can't praise God right now because you're in a spiritual famine. You can't praise God right now because you're shackled down. And it's difficult to praise God. It's difficult to praise God because after all, it's midnight. And you're shackled down. Every, everyone else is praising God, but because you're so bound by situation, it's, it's difficult to praise God. You really want to worship God, but you can't. Because every time you make a move, those shackles begin to bring you back to where life used to be. Come on. You want to raise, you want to praise God. But the moment you lift your hand, the devil says, remember what you used to be like. Remember the drugs. Remember, amen, being drunk on a bar stool. He wants to take it back to a prison. And it becomes difficult. Praise God, because now we're held hostage in the spiritual prison. But here's Paul and Silas. They've been beaten upon their backs. Now understand, we just preached that these men have been called by God. They've been anointed by God. And now 
They've been beaten on the backs, and now they're locked in prison with everybody else. That just doesn't call. Praise is not the proper thing to do right now, preacher. You don't know what I'm dealing with, preacher. You don't know the pain that I have to deal with. You don't know the circumstance. Life is, I don't want to praise God right now, preacher. And hear me, somebody, if you're not careful, you will let your situation dictate to you how it's always going to be. I'm always going to be incarcerated. I'm always going to be shackled down. I don't see freedom in my future. I don't see deliverance in my future. I don't see revival in my home because I'm continually shackled down. I don't see the blessings. I can't see the miracle. I can't because I'm shackled down. It becomes difficult to move. Because we shackled down, 39 plus stripes, they were beaten on their backs. Back is literally cut open. Just imagine, you know, you, you guys seen those gross movies? Backs are, come on now, it's okay. We'll pray later. 30 plus times, the back is just made, made fun of. Can you imagine the pain? It's not enough to be locked in prison, but now you've got pain. Hear me, somebody in the Holy Ghost. Don't forget that the promise outweighs the pain. Don't forget the promise far outweighs the pain. Because if I can praise God in the good times, when the pain comes, I better have a praise. If I can praise God when the sun goes up, I better have some great praise at the midnight hour. Because it's there in the midnight hour of God. If he can come to me when I'm on the mountaintop, don't forget that he'll still come to you when you're down in the valley. Because he doesn't change. Our perspective changes. He never changes. So, so it's midnight, Paul and Silas, listen, the stripes on their back, their pain, their suffering, it's midnight. Amen. But the Bible says that it was that at that point, because at 1201 means it's a new day. The Bible says we've been made during for a night, but joy is coming in the morning. If you can hold on through the night season. If you can hold on to the pain, the sun will shine. It's not always going to be this way. Because what's to come is greater than what's been. If you can hang on to the night season, God will bring you out. So here's Paul and Paul and Silas. The Bible says at 11, at 12 o'clock midnight, boom. They were praying, they were, they was done praying. But even though they were done praying, they still had pain. They were still locked in prison. I believe there were some prisoners in that prison cell that were beginning to make fun of these guys. Look at these two crazy nuts. Welcome to the club, guys. But you see, God will put you in places. Come on, somebody. Don't be so quick 
this. Say, Lord, get me out of this because, hear me, God will put you in a situation not for your glory. He will put you in a situation so that everyone around you can see just how great God is. So when God puts you in the prison, you better praise God because you don't have an understanding who's listening to you because the Bible says that the prisoners heard them. Come on. They need to hear out of this house. They need to hear down the street. They're not coming as if they're coming because the spirit of the Lord is here. The Bible says that the prisoners heard them. Ah, I don't have a lot of time, but we can just have a little, we can preach deep revelation because in order for the, in order for the prisoners to hear them, that means they had to open up their mouth. Come on now. This is not a Catholic church. And if you're Catholic, I love you, but hear me. This is not the Baptist church. I love you. Amen. This is not the Episcopalian church. This is not the Methodist church. But this is a church of the living God. The prisoners need to hear you. Your neighbor may be incarcerated, but your neighbor needs to hear that there's a God here who will set you free. There's a God here who will save your soul. He'll make you whole. He'll bring you out without a doubt. There's a God here. Woo, we are... We are not silent people. They're not coming, amen, to hear some kind of lecture. No, they're coming because the spirit of the Lord is here. They're coming, amen, because the life changer is here. They're coming because the Holy Ghost is here. They're coming because people have been turned upside down. They're coming because God So there, they started praising God with darkness all around them. They started worshiping God with with no restraints. We, we were in Florida preaching, I think last week, and it was about 80 degrees out. Woo. I had the pastor call me, yes, I don't know if he was playing a joke. Brother, where he said, well, how's the weather? You ready to come back? I said, let's go. <laughs> I don't like all this snow. I'm ready to go now. But, man, we were, we were, having, we were having church. The Lord was moving. The Holy Ghost was moving. But at, but at first, it was a little bit sort of real tight in the middle. Well, all of a sudden, it's one sister. It's always, it's always the ladies. <laughs> and all the ladies say, man. And all the men say, I'm going to get you. <laughs> this lady steps out her chair. Brother Bill, old man, and she just went crazy. You know how they do the hair flopping. <laughs> her hand was in, and I'm thinking, is she trying to tell us to come on? She got her hand moving, and she got her, she got her foot going crazy. She's dancing. I remember years ago making fun of this one sister who was, and I just got done preaching. She And I'm laughing, and the Holy Ghost stopped me right in my tracks, Brother Weir. Woo! 
says, you got to be careful when you criticize somebody. You better be careful when you criticize somebody who just realized if God hadn't brought them out, they'd still be shooting up pills. You better be careful when you criticize somebody who said, I didn't come to put on a show. He doesn't owe me nothing, but I owe him. You better be careful when you love your nose as somebody who realized if it had not been for Jesus, I wouldn't be here. If it had not been for the Holy Ghost, I would When I think of the goodness of Jesus, and oh, I can't write it all down, but when I think of how he saved me, when I think of how he healed me, when I think of how he filled me, my soul. Wait, wait, so we, this just, she, she, she's going crazy again. Let's get back to her. We left her. She's going crazy. So I've learned to be quiet. Let her do what she want to do. Tears screaming out of her face. Woo. Tears screaming out of her face. She's crying. While she's, while she's hooping and hollering, Sister Peg, Lord forgive me for calling her Sister Peg. <laughs> Here comes this brother. He runs up to the platform, and, and he's running like he's about to tackle me. So I had to pray, Lord, I need angels now. He, he stops. He said, Brother Harper, he said, listen, he said, I'm battling an addiction, and I want to be set free. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Brother Tommy. This guy, man, he's got on a nice suit. Woo, it's about to get a little deep now. He, he, he's, he's got on a nice suit, and, and he looks good. He's been praying. And you mean he, 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 fight, he fights stuff like I do? I thought sometimes we can get so masquerade behind the fact that we drive. We got a new, nice suit and a nice tie. And a, come on, go, we get so, we sing in the choir and we can play drums and we forget that we're just human and we all struggle and we all fight devils and we all fight hell. We got to get a revelation that if we expose ourselves, God will turn our lives around. We get we we live in this we live in this cocoon age. We li- we live in this age. Oh Lord, somebody give me a time. I forgot what time I started. We we we, we live in this cocoon age, brother. Where where we don't want to expose ourselves because we're afraid of what this one might say about us, brother Schultz. And we're afraid of what this one. Come on, I didn't come for you, friend. I come because I want to be set free. I'm here because I don't want to be lost. And if I'm going to be a fool, and if I'm going to act crazy, as long as God gives glory, I don't care how long it takes me. This man's got on a nice, he's got on a nice Brook Brother suit. He, he said, brother, I'm, I'm bound. I want this guy, he's looking nice, man. This guy looked nice. Woo! Nice, he's shaved, looking nice. But like you, looking nice. Had a nice suit, nice tie on. But you see, he came to the church and he worshipped. He 
played the part. Everything's fine. He even clapped his hands. When they took offer, he was the first one to put mine in the plate. But when it came time to worship God, the devil pulled him back. He would rather worship, but he'd stop. He would rather raise his hand, but he'd stop. He said, the devil will remind me of who I really am. This is who you are. This is who you're always going to be. He come up to the front and said, well, let's pray. He said, Brother Harper, he said, I've never been baptized in Jesus. I'm just going to lay it out for you. I said, it's okay. He said, I've never been baptized, and I don't have the Holy Ghost. I said, okay, well, listen, you, you, you're talking my language now. So I gave him a quick Bible study on the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and baptism in Jesus' name, and the importance of the Holy Ghost, God giving you power. And he didn't wait till tomorrow. He said, Brother Harper, I want it now. I said, wait a minute, Brother Biddle, listen. I said, wait a minute, God, listen. You don't understand. I've come all the way from Indiana. I come out of Canaan land. I've come all the way to to, to Florida. The nice confines of the sand and the sun just to preach. And you're not going to let me preach. And the Holy Ghost said, listen, it's not about you. But when somebody's crying out, that we didn't wait till tomorrow. We didn't have no preaching. But we took him down to the baptismal pool. And we baptized him in Jesus' name. And God filled him with the Holy Ghost. Because somebody said, God, I just want to be set free. I just, I just want to be set free. We baptized him. He got the Holy Ghost. Woo! That, and listen, it started getting better. Then the Lord started moving. And we had this other sister who's back in the back somewhere. She's sitting here talking to this guy. And she said, I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized now. We baptized her in Jesus' name. But that's not how the story is, Sister Ruby. They baptized somebody else in Jesus' name. Come on. Because there are people in this building, just like Florida. They may come to church, and they may be in the building, but they're not in the body. Because the devil has incarcerated their minds. He's incarcerated their souls. But I've come to let you that he whom the Son has set free... We sing a song. There's no more shackles. There's no more pain chains. There's no more bondage. Why? Because I am free. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound. So here's these two guys. The Bible says that the prisoners hurt them. I mean, there were people in that building that day, Sister Ruby, for whatever the situation may be, they were locked in prison. Chained. But the Bible says that when Paul and Silas started praying, and when they started praising God, that the prisoners hurt them. Somebody shout, you may hold me, but you can't keep me hostage. They were sitting there, they were praising God. 
And as they start to praise God, hear me, that's why your praise is so important. You can't let the devil steal your praise because the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of Israel. That means if you want to get God in your prison cell, you've got to praise him because when you praise God in your prison cell, he will come down to right where you are and he will open up every prison door and every chain will fall off. And That's why you can't be cute today. We're fighting hell today. Lies are extinct today. But if there was a praiser in the house that preacher, I want to praise God because he will open up prison doors and everyone's bands will be loosed. I'm so glad Paul and Silas weren't greedy because you got two praisers who praise God but let alone everyone else's bands was loosed. See, you could, they could have been easily been greedy. So listen here, God. I'm just going to make a deal with you. If I'm going to come to church and act crazy, then I'm going to get my blessing. I don't care what everybody else does. Have you ever thought that your praise could be linked up to somebody else's miracle? Have you ever thought that your praise could be linked up to somebody else getting a breakthrough? Your praise could be linked up to revival that will go onto the highways and the byways and compel folks to come in here. That this, have you ever thought that your praise could be linked up to somebody getting set free? Have you ever thought that your praise could be linked up to somebody getting a financial? That's why you can't sit back and look like I've lost my mind. I just recognize that hell is trying to silence us and keep us incarcerated. But I've come to remind somebody today that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world it doesn't matter where I go my praise doesn't stop because Jesus said I've come to bind up the brokenhearted. I've come to set free those who are captive he's here to do what he said he's going to do prison doors start opening I'm getting ready to close brother Joe you can help me out prison doors start to open Bible said not not 5%, not 10%, not even 50%. He didn't he didn't open 70% of the doors and leave 30 closed. He didn't pick and choose which doors he would open, but the Bible says that everyone. And everybody means everybody. Thank you, preacher. Everybody means everybody. That means when God started that earthquake, that means the one who was depressed was set free. That means the one who was having trouble and difficulty, God gave him a peace in the prison door. But I also understand this as well. That even though God opens the door, prison doors are open, shackles fall off, chains fall off. I understand all that. I, say, I, love, I preach, I understand all that. But don't you mistake it. Even though God opens every prison door in your life, 
everything that's got to hold you has fallen off. True deliverance only comes when you walk out. He can open. The chains can fall off. You can want to be delivered. You can want to be saved. But true deliverance only comes, Brother Kian, when we walk out of that prison cell. Because when you walk out, that limits the door. I'm not turning back. I'm not going back. I'm not going back to drugs. I'm not going back to wellness. But God's going to set me free. He's going to deliver me. He's going to. somebody the pain does not help compared to the promise the promise is still real he is still faithful he is still true I wonder today if there's anybody in the house who just said Lord I just want to be I just want to be free doesn't matter how far you're falling, he's ready to pick you up. Doesn't matter how many times you messed up, you can't get back in that prison that says this is how it's always going to be. You can't look back. You've got to recognize that the door is open and the chains have fall off. You've got to walk out to new hope and to new dreams. His promise is still real. Come on, lift your hand all throughout this house. Come on, he's held you too long. He's held your captive jaw for too long. He's held your peace for too long. Hear me, mom and dad, he's held your kids hostage for too long. But today you make up in your mind, devil, you may hold them, but you can't keep them hostage. I'm coming down to the prison camp. God's going to open that door. I'm going to get my peace back. I'm going to get my joy back. I'm going to get my revival back. I'm going to get my relationship back. It's over. We're pointing ways. I'm throwing away the key. The door is open. The shackles are falling off. If any man be Christ, he's a new creature. right now this is what I'm going to do we've had more than enough praises in this building the Bible says that at midnight with Paul and Silas praying and praying when they started praying everyone bands are loosed chains fell off see I've learned hear me church hear me you don't know what somebody's dealing with on the inside you see because God works from the inside out and I remember Brother Bill I remember making fun of that girl and I the Lord smacked me a couple times the Holy Ghost said the reason she's acting the way she's acting 
is because an outward expression of an inward experience. It was an outward expression. So what God done on the inside will have to express itself on the outside. You see, you can't keep what's on the inside there too long because whatever's on the inside, you have to express it on the outside. And if God has ever saved you and if God's ever redeemed you and he's still healing your body and touching your mind, you've got to let him know, Jesus, I'm thankful for the blessings. I'm thankful for the healings. I'm thankful for the breakthrough. Thank you for the miracle. Thank you for saving my life today. So right now, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to let you know right now that every prison door has been opened. All I hear is shackles and chains that are falling. Here is the most challenging part. It's because that door is open, Brother Tommy. It looks good. I've been waiting on this moment for a long time. I've been praying. I thought God didn't hear me, but you hear this preacher. God has seen every tear that's fell down your cheek. He's heard every prayer in the midnight hour. He knows what has kept you up late at night. He sees the frustration. He sees the pain. But in the middle of your pain, God has a promise with your name on it. But if you're going to receive what God has for you, when the prison doors open, the chains fall off. You've got to come out. There's a promise with your name on it. There's a promise with your name on it. God has not forsaken you. God still loves you. You're still the apple of his eye. He knows exactly what's going on. But today the doors are open. There's a promise with your name on it. Sister Charlene, there's a promise with your name on it. God hasn't forgot you, but the time there's a promise with your name on it. Don't you let hell keep you shackled. Come on, don't you let the devil keep you hostage. But God has opened up every door. He's shaking up every prison. Every chain has fell off. And the Holy Ghost is calling you today. It's time to come home. It's time to come out that prison of doubt. It's time to come out the prison of fear. It's time to come out the spirit of frustration. Somebody speak that in the atmosphere. Devil, I'm coming out. 
Somebody speaking, devil, I'm coming out. My family's coming out of depression. I'm coming out of anxiety. I'm coming out of frustration. You're not going to keep me hostage. I'm sick and tired of riding this roller coaster. My mind's going to be focused on God. I'm going to seek him while I can find him. I'm going to be made whole. I want to be made new. I want God to touch me. He can still wrap his arms around you. Everything's going to be all right. The prison cells can't hold you today. The shackles can't keep you bind. But the Holy Ghost is a bind, not in the hold. It's time to come out. God is taking you somewhere. That's it, Brother Kevin. God has his hand on you. The promises never die. The promise is still real. God is still true. He is still faithful. Even though the door is open, hear me, somebody. Even though the door is open, there's no change that you can. You feel a release like you've never felt. There's no more chains there. There's nothing keeping you bound. Even though there's no more chains and even though the doors are open. Real freedom only comes when you step out. What are you saying? I'm saying this, preacher. The people hearing the sound of my voice. Listen, God's not going to make you come out. You have to get to a place well, you're so sick and tired of being shackled up. You're so sick and tired, amen, of being frustrated. That when you recognize that the door of your deliverance is open, you have to have the mentality, God, if you've done your part, I'm going to do my part. And all God is saying, if you want true deliverance, if you want to sustain the miracle, if you want to touch your faith, you've got to walk 